Today is April 5th. <laughs> I don't know what I was going to say. Well, uh, what do I usually say? Welcome to the Daily Audio Bible. I like turned the mic on before my head was in uh, my mind was engaged. Uh, let's do this again. Today is April 5th. Welcome to the Daily Audio Bible. I am Brian. It is great to be here with you. And uh, it's joy as we reach the end of another work week. Uh, to continue forward into this changing of the seasons and uh, just allow this rhythm that is the Word of God in our lives every day to continue to pull us forward into our year. So we've been reading from the Christian Standard Bible this week. We'll continue to do that through the end of the week. And today we'll go back out into the book of Deuteronomy. And uh, once again, Deuteronomy is the final book of the Torah, or the Pentateuch, and it is the last things, the last three discussions or discourses that Moses has with the children of Israel, his final words, before he will leave them and disappear from, uh, from our history, and we will continue forward under a new leader as we prepare to move across the Jordan River and into the book of Joshua. But uh, that's getting ahead of ourselves. That's just a reminder of what it is we are reading in Deuteronomy. So today, Deuteronomy chapter 28. Now, if you faithfully obey the Lord your God and are careful to follow all his commands I am giving you today, the Lord your God will put you far above all the nations of the earth. All these blessings will come and overtake you because you obey the Lord your God. You will be blessed in the city and blessed in the country. Your offspring will be blessed and your land's produce and the offspring of your livestock, including the young of your herds and the newborn of your flocks. Your basket and kneading bowl will be blessed. You will be blessed when you come in and blessed when you go out. The Lord will cause the enemies who rise up against you to be defeated before you. They will march out against you from one direction but flee from you in seven directions. The Lord will grant you a blessing on your barns and on everything you do. He will bless you in the land the Lord your God is giving you. The Lord will establish you as his holy people, as he swore to you, if you obey the commands of the Lord your God and walk in his ways. Then all the peoples of the earth will see that you bear the Lord's name, and they will stand in awe of you. The Lord will make you prosper abundantly with offspring, the offspring of your livestock and your land's produce in the land the Lord swore to your fathers to give you. The Lord will open for you his abundant storehouse, the sky, to give your land rain in its season and to bless all the work of your hands. You will lend to many nations, but you will not borrow. The Lord will make you the head and not the tail. 
you will only move upward and never downward. If you listen to the Lord your God's commands I am giving you today and are careful to follow them, do not turn aside to the right or the left from all the things I am commanding you today, and do not follow other gods to worship them. But if you do not obey the Lord your God by carefully following all His commands and statutes I am giving you today, all these curses will come and overtake you. You will be cursed in the city and cursed in the country. Your basket and kneading bowl will be cursed. Your offspring will be cursed and your land's produce, the young of your herds and the newborn of your flocks. You will be cursed when you come in and cursed when you go out. The Lord will send against you curses, confusion, and rebuke in everything you do until you are destroyed and quickly perish because of the wickedness of your actions in abandoning me. The Lord will make pestilence cling to you until he has exterminated you from the land you are entering to possess. The Lord will afflict you with wasting disease, fever, inflammation, burning heat, drought, blight, and mildew. These will pursue you until you perish. The sky above you will be bronze, and the earth beneath you iron. The Lord will turn the rain of your land into falling dust. It will descend on you from the sky until you are destroyed. The Lord will cause you to be defeated before your enemies. You will march out against them from one direction, but flee from them in seven directions. You will be an object of horror to all the kingdoms of the earth. Your corpses will be food for all the birds of the sky and the wild animals of the earth, with no one to scare them away. The Lord will afflict you with the boils of Egypt, tumors, a festering rash, and scabies from which you cannot be cured. The Lord will afflict you with madness, blindness, and mental confusion, so that at noon you will grope as a blind person gropes in the dark. You will not be successful in anything you do. You will only be oppressed and robbed continually, and no one will help you. You will become engaged to a woman, but another man will rape her. You will build a house, but not live in it. You will plant a vineyard, but not enjoy its fruit. Your ox will be slaughtered before your eyes, but you will not eat any of it. Your donkey will be taken away from you and not returned to you. Your flock will be given to your enemies, and no one will help you. Your sons and daughters will be given to another people while your eyes grow weary, looking for them every day. But you will be powerless to do anything. A people you don't know will eat your land's produce and everything you have labored for. You will only be oppressed and crushed continually. You will be driven mad by what you see. The Lord will afflict you with painful and incurable boils on your knees and thighs. From the sole of your foot to the top of your head, 
The Lord will bring you and your king that you have appointed to a nation neither you nor your fathers have known. And there you will worship other gods of wood and stone. You will become an object of horror, scorn, and ridicule among all the peoples where the Lord will drive you. You will sow much seed in the field but harvest little because locusts will devour it. You will plant and cultivate vineyards but not drink the wine or gather the grapes because worms will eat them. You will have olive trees throughout your territory but not moisten your skin with oil because your olives will drop off. You will father sons and daughters, but they will not remain yours because they will be taken prisoner. Buzzing insects will take possession of all your trees and your land's produce. The resident alien among you will rise higher and higher above you while you sink lower and lower. He will lend to you, but you won't lend to him. He will be the head, and you will be the tail. All these curses will come, pursue, and overtake you until you are destroyed, since you did not obey the Lord your God and keep the commands and statutes He gave you. These curses will be a sign and a wonder against you and your descendants forever, because you didn't serve the Lord your God with joy and a cheerful heart, even though you had an abundance of everything. You will serve your enemies the Lord will send against you in famine, thirst, nakedness, and a lack of everything. He will place an iron yoke on your neck until he has destroyed you. The Lord will bring a nation from far away, from the ends of the earth, to swoop down on you like an eagle, a nation whose language you won't understand, a ruthless nation showing no respect for the old and not sparing the young. They will eat the offspring of your livestock and your land's produce until you are destroyed. They will leave you no grain, new wine, fresh oil, young of your herds, or newborn of your flocks until they cause you to perish. They will besiege you within all your city gates until your high and fortified walls that you trust in come down throughout your land. They will besiege you within all your city gates throughout the land the Lord your God has given you. You will eat your offspring, the flesh of your sons and daughters the Lord your God has given you during the siege and hardship your enemy imposes on you. The most sensitive and refined man among you will look grudgingly at his brother, the wife he embraces, and the rest of his children, refusing to share with any of them his children's flesh that he will eat because he has nothing left during the siege and hardship your enemy imposes on you in all your towns. The most sensitive and refined woman among you who would not venture to set the sole of her foot on the ground because of her refinement and sensitivity will begrudge the husband she embraces, her son and her daughter, 
the afterbirth that comes out from between her legs and the children she bears, because she will secretly eat them for lack of anything else during the siege and hardship your enemy imposes on you within your city gates. If you are not careful to obey all the words of this law, which are written in this scroll, by fearing this glorious and awe-inspiring name, the Lord, your God, he will bring wondrous plagues on you and your descendants, severe and lasting plagues and terrible and chronic sicknesses, He will afflict you again with all the diseases of Egypt, which you dreaded, and they will cling to you. The Lord will also afflict you with every sickness and plague not recorded in the book of this law, until you are destroyed. Though you were as numerous as the stars of the sky, you will be left with only a few people, because you did not obey the Lord your God. Just as the Lord was glad to cause you to prosper and to multiply you, so he will also be glad to cause you to perish and to destroy you. You will be ripped out of the land you are entering to possess. And the Lord will scatter you among all peoples from one end of the earth to the other. And there you will worship other gods of wood and stone, which neither you nor your fathers have known. You will find no peace among those nations, and there will be no resting place for the sole of your foot. There the Lord will give you a trembling heart, failing eyes, and a despondent spirit. Your life will hang in doubt before you. You will be in dread night and day, never certain of survival. In the morning you will say, If only it were evening. And in the evening you will say, If only it were morning. Because of the dread you will have in your heart, and because of what you will see, the Lord will take you back in ships to Egypt by a route that I said you would never see again. There you will sell yourselves to your enemies as male and female slaves. But no one will buy you. Luke 11, 14-36 Now he was driving out a demon that was mute. When the demon came out, the man who had been mute spoke, and the crowds were amazed. But some of them said, He drives out demons by Beelzebul, the ruler of the demons. And others, as a test, were demanding of him a sign from heaven. Knowing their thoughts, he told them, Every kingdom divided against itself is headed for destruction, and a house divided against itself falls. If Satan also is divided against himself, how will his kingdom stand? For you say, I drive out demons by Beelzebul. And if I drive out demons by Beelzebul, by whom do your sons drive them out? For this reason, they will be your judges. If I drive out demons by the finger of God, then the kingdom of God has come upon you. 
when a strong man, fully armed, guards his estate, his possessions are secure. But when one stronger than he attacks and overpowers him, he takes from him all his weapons he trusted in and divides up his plunder. Anyone who is not with me is against me, and anyone who does not gather with me scatters. When an unclean spirit comes out of a person, it roams through waterless places looking for rest and not finding rest. It then says, I'll go back to my house that I came from. Returning, it finds the house swept and put in order. Then it goes and brings seven other spirits more evil than itself, and they enter and settle down there. As a result, that person's last condition is worse than the first. As he was saying these things, a woman from the crowd raised her voice and said to him, Blessed is the womb that bore you and the one who nursed you. He said, Rather, blessed are those who hear the word of God and keep it. As the crowds were increasing, he began saying, This generation is an evil generation. It demands a sign, but no sign will be given to it except the sign of Jonah. For just as Jonah became a sign to the people of Nineveh, so also the Son of Man will be to this generation. The Queen of the South will rise up at the judgment with the men of this generation and condemn them because she came from the ends of the earth to hear the wisdom of Solomon. And look, something greater than Solomon is here. The men of Nineveh will stand up at the judgment with this generation and condemn it, because they repented at Jonah's preaching. And look, something greater than Jonah is here. No one lights a lamp and puts it in the cellar or under a basket, but on a lampstand so that those who come in may see its light. Your eye is the lamp of the body. When your eye is healthy, your whole body is also full of light. But when it is bad, your body is also full of darkness. Take care then that the light in you is not darkness. If, therefore, your whole body is full of light, with no part of it in darkness, it will be entirely illuminated as when a lamp shines its light on you. Psalm 77 Confidence in a time of crisis For the choir director, according to Jedjathan, of Asaph, a psalm. I cry aloud to God, aloud to God, and He will hear me. I sought the Lord in my day of trouble. My hands were continually lifted up all night long. I refused to be comforted. I think of God. I groan. 
I meditate. My spirit becomes weak. Selah. You have kept me from closing my eyes. I am troubled and cannot speak. I consider days of old, years long past. At night I remember my music. I meditate in my heart and my spirit ponders. Will the Lord reject forever and never again show favor? Has his faithful love ceased forever? Is his promise at an end for all generations? Has God forgotten to be gracious? Has he in anger withheld his compassion? Selah. So I say, I am grieved that the right hand of the Most High has changed. I will remember the Lord's works. Yes, I will remember your ancient wonders. I will reflect on all you have done and meditate on your actions. God, your way is holy. What God is great like God? You are the God who works wonders. You revealed your strength among the peoples. With power you redeemed your people, the descendants of Jacob and Joseph. Selah. The water saw you, God. The water saw you. It trembled. Even the depths shook. The clouds poured down water. The storm clouds thundered. Your arrows flashed back and forth. The sound of your thunder was in the whirlwind. Lightning lit up the world. The earth shook and quaked. Your way went through the sea and your path through the vast water, but your footprints were unseen. You led your people like a flock by the hand of Moses and Aaron. Proverbs 12, 18 There is one who speaks rashly, like a piercing sword, but the tongue of the wise brings healing. All right, so in the book of Deuteronomy today, we spent some time in some pretty ominous territory, some pretty dark things that that could happen to the children of Israel. And uh, so let's back up for a second. The children of Israel are being told by Moses that when they get into the promised land, they're supposed to go to the top of Mount Gerizim with half of their tribes and pronounce the blessings of the covenant. And the other tribes are supposed to go up on the top of Mount Ebal and pronounce the curses of breaking the covenant. And these are actual geographical locations, Mount Ebal and Mount Gerizim. And uh, back when we were in Israel, just, uh, I guess... I guess a little more than a month ago, um, we went to the top of Mount Gerizim. It is uh, one of the places where the the last remaining Samaritan people live. And it was the Mount of Blessing. And so uh, we went up there, and had it been a clear day, we would have been able to look down upon a biblical Shechem, 
and over to Mount Ebal, the the Mount of Curses. Uh, but it was uh, socked in and raining sideways and cold, and uh, so we didn't get to see all that, but we did get to get out in it, those of us who wanted to, and uh, it's the second time I've done that. Stood on the top of the Mount of Blessing and let the wind blow. Uh, because I've just learned in my life that uh, blessing doesn't always look like we don't get to exactly choose what that's going to look like. Like when we open ourselves to God's direction, then it may be disruptive before it's uh, complete. But uh, I'm kind of sidetracking here. We heard of the blessings, and it was kind of a short, concise uh, declare declaration that essentially said, "If you follow." If you follow these commands, if you, if you live like this, if you press in and be my people, then there's nothing that will harm you and you will be blessed in everything that you do. Then we get to the curses and it's much more ominous about what's going to happen. This is a good time for us to understand what we're reading here because we can read of ominous things that are so horrible like eating your own children because you're starving in a besieged city that we're like what the heck you know like what's happening here and uh, and why is god so angry and this usually comes from prophetic utterances that depict this type of destruction let's get on the same page here this is a prophetic utterance about something that could happen not about something that would happen. It would happen if the people abandon God. Their path will lead them to complete destruction. And the kind of destruction that we're talking about is being outlined so that they will know this is what will happen, but it does not need happen unfortunately even though they are being given advanced prophetic warning and a clear picture of where abandoning God will lead them they will still abandon God and they will unfortunately witness and experience these things but as we continue forward, especially as we get into more prophetic works in the Old Testament, we'll see these kinds of prophecies that can give us such a sense of, uh, of foreboding when they are prophecies of things that have not happened and do not need to happen if the people will turn back, will come back will return to the covenantal relationship that they have entered into. And the same is true in our own lives. It's just that a lot of times we'll step out uh, of the covenant, we'll, we'll betray God, and then, then things will go sideways in our lives and we'll be mad at God for it. When it's not his fault, and he did not do it. And he did send his prophets through the scriptures to say, don't go that way. That's only going to destroy you. Please don't go down that path. Here's what will happen if you do. You don't have to do this. Stay with me. 
And so, Father, we invite you into that. Uh, We've confessed many times that we've blamed you for things that you didn't do. It's it's a continual thing for us, this kind of reestablishing relationship with you and understanding that this is a two-way street. And yes, you are the sovereign God, but also, yes, you have condescended yourself down to a place where we can actually have a relationship with you that is personal. And so we're sorry for the myriad of ways that we estrange ourselves from you and blame you for things that you don't have anything to do with. And so even as we're moving through toward the end of the Torah, the book of Deuteronomy here, we, we see you giving warnings. And we understand that if we look back over our lives, the warnings were there before we made the wrong decision. We just didn't pay attention. We just didn't slow down and look, or we just simply didn't care. But we are learning so much, and we are seeing cause and effect in the scriptures, and we are seeing it in our own lives, and it's starting to lock in and make sense. And we realize that you are a redeemer, and you will rush to our defense at any point that we will surrender to you and return to you. And so we do right now. We come back we repent we apologize for the ways that that we've betrayed you and the ways that we've blamed you come holy spirit lead us into all truth we ask this in jesus name amen dailyaudiobible.com is the website It's home base. It's where you find out what's going on around here. So be sure to stay tuned and stay connected. Check out the resources that are available in the Daily Audio Bible shop for this journey. Uh, Some of these places like uh, Mount Gerizim, the Mount of Blessing. This is all something that you can view in the Promised Land films. So many of the places that we visit in the scripture are places that you can see for yourself in those films. So that's a resource to certainly have as we move our way through the scriptures. That can be found in the Daily Audio Bible shop. If you want to partner with the Daily Audio Bible in the mission that we share here to bring God's spoken word read fresh every day and uh, offered freely to anyone who will listen anywhere on this planet, any time of day or night, And to use this rhythm to build community so that we know that we are never alone. No matter where we are in the world, we are never alone. If that is life-giving to you, then thank you for your partnership. So there's a link on the homepage, dailyaudiobible.com. If you're using the Daily Audio Bible app, you can press the Give button in the upper right-hand corner. Or, if you prefer, the mailing address is P.O. Box 1996, Spring Hill, Tennessee, 37174. And as always, if you have a prayer request or comment, 877-942-4253 is the number to dial. And that's it for today. I'm Brian. I love you, and I'll be waiting for you here tomorrow.
Good morning, Daily Audio Bible Family. This is Christine from Washington State. And um, I heard Dustin, his call, or, yeah, Dustin from Spokane call. And Spokane is my hometown, and so Dustin, and I heard your, just, your voice was just crushed, and I can just feel your pain, and I am praying for you who are in my call. And then I heard a woman call from the Pacific Northwest today, which is Monday, April 1st, and then she was having temptations. She's married, and you just, you cannot, you cannot, um, you can't get involved with this man. First of all, it's just Satan tempting you, and, you know, Satan started in the Garden of Eden with Adam and Eve trying to break them up, so... Do not. You need to pray for your husband. I have a husband that's an unbeliever, and I thought about doing the same thing you did, and God just stopped me. He stopped me, and he protected me, and um, it is not his will for you to do that. So just stay strong. Keep praying for your husband. Just pray for him every day. Some days I just pray God's will over him because I know anything I pray specifically something I want. So just pray God's will over your husband and um, just keep praying and praying. I I am seeing some change in my husband. And believe me, it's been a long road, but it's just better than than sitting against God and doing something you'll both feel bad about, even this man of God that you know and have met. Don't, just don't do it. So I'm praying for all of you and... Uh, I'm so sad I'm going to miss the Moore Conference. It is so phenomenal. And Jill and Brian just do a beautiful job. Um, Hi, community. This is Karis from Texas. I was really inspired to call when I was listening the other day. And I can't remember the woman's name, but she cleans houses for a living. And she listens to the prayer requests over and over again while she's cleaning house and she's praying for people. And as I was thinking about my own situation, I was like, oh, I just want that lady to be praying over my son. Um, I have a son who's an adult and he deals with undiagnosed bipolar disorder. And um, he has the clear signs of mental illness, but won't really acknowledge that he could get help with medication or intense therapy or behavior modification. And when you're living close to someone that you love that is uh, bipolar or has certain types of mental illness and they're not getting help, it is like watching. You hear the train coming and you think, oh, I think there's a train coming. And then it's full-blown Yep, it's coming, and then it goes in front of you, and it's just loud and chaotic, and then finally the train's passing, and the noise dies down, and there's a calm for a little while before the next train comes. And that's what it's like with mental illness. You start seeing signs in the cycle that concern you, and you go, oh my goodness, you know, he just had an explosive moment, or this or that, and then the symptoms in the cycle just build up and build up and build up and then they blow up and then things start to die down before the calm again and um, I'm just asking the community to pray for those of us that are dealing with this praying for my son 
Timothy and his wife and our family as we Good morning, uh, or wherever you are. This is uh, that girl in Korea. I'm just calling. I was listening this morning to a woman that called in about meeting this beautiful godly man while she's married to a non-Christian. And, um, I was just feeling really convicted to say that, you know, whatever God has brought together, let no man separate. Um, I think it should be very encouraging that uh, God showed you this beautiful godly man and that you should, you know, highlight the, the qualities that you find so attractive and just pray that over your current husband. Um, he really needs the strength of the Lord and the convictions of the Holy Spirit. Um, and I think you're in a really good place to pray for your husband um, and to pray protection over your own heart. Um, in the Lord's Prayer, it says, um, forgive us our trespasses and lead us not into temptation. Um, Lord, for yours is the glory and the power and the honor forever and ever. Um, so this morning, just be encouraged or wherever you are. Um, I'm sorry that I forget your name, but um, do not fall into temptation over this sweet, godly man that is single. Um, pray for him as a brother, but Pray for your husband as a brother as well. He really needs you as his wife and needs you um, praying for him and for his spirit, for salvation, um, and for him to find Jesus. Um, and also, it's, it's great that you get to see this godly man, um, just to remember um, the kind of godly standards that you can, in your mind, in your heart, hold your husband to uh, in prayer and in encouragement and in love. Um, I know it must be difficult, but uh, praying for you, sister, wherever you are, um, for you to have a great day and for the Lord to guard you. Hi, everyone. It's Christy from Kentucky. I am so amazed at our most faithful and loving God. I know that Kathy Baker called in uh, and told you that we are almost neighbors. Seriously. When Kathy had posted about um, her brother, Denver, that he was in hospice and he was he was about to make his journey home. When I saw that, I knew she was from Kentucky, so I looked at her profile and found out that she's from Lexington. And friends, we literally live two miles away from one another. And so we met at a local hospital chapel and we were able to pray together. Um, it was just such a beautiful time and we have so much in common. God is so good. And listen to this. Today I'm having lunch with a friend of mine from church. Her name is Debbie, and she's married to Tim. And during lunch, Tim texted her, and she just said, Oh, no. And I said, What's wrong? She said, One of our friends, I just found out that he passed away. And I said, I'm so sorry, Debbie. What, what's his name? And she said, Denver. And I said, Debbie, would his last name happen to be Baker? And she said, yes. Like, how do you know? Friends, that is Kathy Baker's brother, Denver Baker. And my friend Debbie and Tim went to the same church together. Matter of fact, Tim taught the Sunday school class that Denver was in. Isn't that amazing? God orders every one of our steps and he makes himself known to us in the most beautiful of ways 
So, Kathy, I want you to know that I want you to meet Tim and um, Debbie. And, you know, I know that, that the Lord is, 